Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Flames. It is time to start eulogizing this season, and we have to start with the updates from exit interviews. Who had the best quotes? Who is looking more and more like a captain every day? And who will be returning next season? Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to today's bonus episode of Locked On Flames. I hope you're having a great day, and thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to daily podcast about the Calgary Flames. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, including YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Audible, Odyssey, you name it, free 99 anywhere. I think that we have all had a little bit of time to kind of breathe, grieve, and go through a little bit of the motions here in terms of the season ending. And it looks like the players have as well. And these exit interviews happen so quickly after the their season ends that I feel like we really get like a raw look at things rather than this like nice clean cut PR, you know, uh, scripted sort of thing. And it is always a bummer when these interviews have to happen. You know, uh, you wish that they were happening at a place where, you know, they're lifting the Stanley cup and they're following the players around, but it, it's, this is normal. This is normal. This is just the start of the flame success, that first launch across the starting line. And everybody knows how these go. There's the typical things, you know, injuries, underachieving, and what's next, especially for star players who are coming up on a contract extension or approaching free agency. And that's exactly what we got. What I did like to see, though, was Michael Backlund. He took the role of the captain and discussed how he thinks the team underachieved based on the regular season that they had. Now, normally I would agree, right? That is a very uh, big statement. I think that the Flames had a very successful regular season. Uh, You know, two players with over 100 points, 340 goal scorers. You had people left and right setting new career highs, and uh, it, it just didn't pan out. And there were bumps in the road that didn't allow them to live up to this expectation. And I'm going to start right here and talk about Jacob Markstrom not being well-rested. There were games through April that even March, March and April, when people were saying, why isn't Markstrom resting? You know, it was games against, you know, like the Devils, the Coyotes, the Sharks. Like, what are we doing? What is going on here? And unfortunately, that kind of set him up for failure. But then, of course, you know, Tree Living confirmed that there were multiple injuries. Uh, there was a Dorov with some broken ribs that happened when he crashed the net, uh, crashed into the net, I believe, early in this series against uh, Edmonton. And then, of course, you have Chris Tanev with his dislocated shoulder and torn labrum. His spine ended up, or sorry, his neck ended up not being sprained, um, apparently. I, I don't know. that This whole thing is just drives me crazy. Kachuk had an issue with his hand. 
which I'm kind of glad we discussed that and had some clarification because Kachuk did look like he was struggling a little bit, more so in the second round. Oliver Shillington, no surprise with his shoulder, and Lucic as well with his AC joint sprain. Um, I mean, he's an older guy, physical guy. Like, stuff like that's bound to happen, and you're not going to rebound as quickly as you did, you know, 10, 11 years ago, like when he won the cup. And then to finish it off, Mangiapane had a wrist injury, which makes sense as to why he wasn't shooting the puck and why he wasn't performing like we kind of were expecting him to perform. You know, I don't think that it's very unrealistic to say that he underperformed for the expectations, but it makes sense as to why he was like, there's a justification behind it, you know, and you're not going to perform at a hundred percent when you're hurting like that. You're not going to be able to take like four or five players who are hurting and make them all perform at a hundred percent. Like that, it doesn't matter. You can't just like take pieces of the pie and give it around to other people, you know? But um, I really am impressed with how this season went. I, I'm going to talk more about it later in the show, but I do think that there were absolutely reasons why we believe this team could have gone further and why, honestly, why they could have dropped round one. I just am very proud of this team regardless. And I think everybody should be as well, because this is just the start of things. Coming up next, we're going to talk about Goudreau and what the future could look like for him in Calgary or somewhere else. Athletic Greens is our next partner, and they have a product that I literally use every day. I started taking AG1 because it was introduced to me through this wonderful partner, and I wanted to start feeling better. I wanted to live a healthier lifestyle. Now, that probably sounds funny considering I have like a really bad sinus infection, but I do notice a difference in, uh, you know, my focus, my energy, and my sleep habits since incorporating uh, AG1 into my lifestyle. Uh, When you are taking AG1, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. I want to be healthy. I am in my mid to late 20s and just really want to really start taking care of myself before it's too late. And I think it's much better to, you know, just do one scoop with AG1 and Athletic Greens rather than a fistful of vitamins or a multivitamin because you're also drinking water and increasing your water intake. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thank you all so much for tuning in to Locked on Flames. As always, I am greatly appreciative of all that you do. Uh, I was looking at download numbers and you're all just killing it. Thank you so much for making the show grow and making this show part of your day. I would love to know like where you're listening to the show, uh, when you listen to it, if you listen to it with friends. Uh, but yeah, you can follow me on Twitter and let me know at Jess Belmosto. Johnny's interview was a little bittersweet. 
because you don't know if he's coming back next season, right? You know, there's this expectation or this desire, this hope that he comes back, that he signs a long-term deal in Calgary. And we're going to talk a lot about that this offseason here. You know, I think that there's a lot to unpack and really cross our fingers for. But Blake Coleman was asked if he'd ever lobby a player to stay. And he says, when it's Johnny Gaudreau, you do. And Gaudreau uh, and Coleman had a conversation about Johnny's legacy. And I guess that this is a mentality that John Cooper kind of brought to Blake Coleman when he was on the Tampa Bay uh, Lightning. I almost said Devil Rays. Wrong sport. But, you know, they, they approach these exit meetings with this last day of school mentality, given that the team is likely to change. And he's trying to bring that mentality to Calgary as well. When asked about Calgary and, uh, you know, things he likes about it, he answered, everyone in my family loves Calgary. His wife loves it too. And they're expecting their first child as well. How cute would that be? A little baby Canadian Gaudreau. But he said he'll sit down with his agent next in the next few weeks to figure out what's best for him and his family. It would be pretty special to win a cup here. I honestly, like, want to throw, like, I don't know, a snowball at some of these writers who are just talking all about how he's going back home. He hates Calgary. Him and his wife are miserable here. He's miserable here. He just wants to go home. His family loves making the trip out here. Like, out there. Uh, not here. I'm not in Calgary. <laughs> but, you know, I, he this this is the best part. This was my favorite part of Exit Interviews. And if you have the video clip, uh, it's on the Flames website. You should go watch it. I can't put it in here for copyright reasons. But with the biggest smile on his face, he says... My next door neighbors, I'm pretty sure they were shoveling my snow to make me stay. Listen, I would, I, I don't do physical labor. I hate shoveling snow. I hate anything that comes along with snow removal. So if that's what it took to do to get my neighbor to sign a long-term contract, I would do it in a heartbeat. And Gaudreau was asked about his, you know, the importance of a legacy in Calgary and kind of establishing that for himself and, uh, the the team too and he says it's important i hope you know whether i'm here for the next eight years or not if my time does end here people remember me as a good person off the ice good teammate and just a good person for me personally i just want people to know how grateful i am for welcoming me here and then hopefully it's a few more years they can get <laughs> get stuck with me does that sound like someone who hates calgary does that sound like someone who's on the move? And he was asked if there was like this last dance mentality <laughs> um, for him. And he said, I never really had that moment where I was like, oh, this is it for me. And that, my friends, is all you need to know. Because when an athlete starts contemplating leaving, like when they have like those little thoughts entering their head, that's when you know it's over because they're already like disconnecting and disengaging. Like when athletes start pondering retirement, I think that they know deep down, like it's at, like they're out. And 
I just have a very hard time thinking that Goudreau is done here. I think that there's absolutely a way they get it done. There's not a doubt in my mind. And I hope I'm right. And Brad Tree Living was asked about all of this, obviously, as well. And he says, uh, we talked about Goudreau. I think he's a Calgary flame, and we want to make him a Calgary flame. Hand him a blank check. Okay, Brad? Bradley? Bradford? Bradley? Bradley Tree Living? Please. Um, I just, I have a very, very hard time thinking that Gaudreau was done here. He, number one, I think that um, he's, he knows now what it's like to win. People are talking about him going to Philadelphia or to Buffalo. Why would he leave a successful organization that's window is wide open for a team that sucks. I think that is absolutely silly. That is so goofy and just the opposite of what a player looking for a long-term deal would do. So that's that. That's just my opinion. I could be reading this entirely wrong, but I think that he's tired of losing and is very much ready to take those steps towards winning a Stanley Cup and winning the first round this year was that first step. Coming up next, we're just going to talk a little bit more about the emotions surrounding uh, this departure and what what this means. Like, what are the next steps? Let's unpack this. Let's take a minute and be a little therapeutic. Think. Let's go back to when I first started hosting this show and use some critical thinking skills, Okay. Let's do it. But first, let's talk about bet online. Um, when gambling in any capacity, please make sure that you are betting responsibly and just be responsible and do it um, respectfully. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source of all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs. Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device, tablet, leapfrog, leap pad, whatever it is, to learn more about the trends and actions. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, uh, number one, I want to apologize for sounding like this. Um, I. Believe it or not, I actually sounded a lot worse when I went to record this Saturday. And then I sounded, um, again, somehow worse when I woke up Sunday. And I could only hear out of one ear. So if the audio is off on this, I deeply apologize. Um, And I hope you're listening and not watching. (laughs) Um, But yes, thank you so much for bearing with me. Um, I appreciate you all. And this season was special. Uh, for a lot of us. And I think it's it's okay to feel disappointed and feel cheated, especially with how it ended when they should have had a game six. But apparently it was a kicking motion. And to feel upset, disappointed, enraged, that's okay. I promise. Like, I mean, 
please be constructive with how you handle your emotions. Um, but again, you know, it, it's okay. I completely understand. And while this team had so much success in the regular season, you have to remember it is an entirely different ball game when you enter the postseason. These like it is something, something happens, something is cranked up to the next notch. Uh, the competitiveness, the adrenaline, you name it. And you're not just playing like little AHL teams, you know, in the middle of February on a Wednesday night. Like, it's just not a random game. These are all meaningful games. And I, I want, I want y'all to look at it like this. If you're still feeling like the Flames underachieved. This right here was this team's first taste of winning. You know, Sean Monaghan, unfortunately, was not part of this really, but the core that's there right now is has that taste of winning. They know what it takes to win, to force yourself into a position to win. And... I said it before this season, uh, before the postseason started. If this team makes it out of round one, they overachieved. Okay, the fact that they were on the the brink of making it to the Western Conference Finals after years and years and years of being undisciplined, horrible coaching, mismanagement, and then a year and a half of Daryl Sutter can change them without having to blow up your team, that is absolutely incredible. Making it out of the first round was that first step for them. There are so many teams that, you know, eventually go on to win it, but it's not just like this one and done, like, okay, I I did it sort of thing. It is a journey. Look at Tampa. And how they were swept in 2019 and then went on to win two cups and are on the hunt for their third. Colorado, you know, and how many times were they, you know, eliminated or just struggling in the playoffs or missed the playoffs? They had their little rebuild. And even the Hurricanes, I don't want to talk about that team. I can't stand them, but you have to give credit where credit is due. Rod Brindamore came in and, you know, did a little shuffling. They made some questionable decisions, but they they are, again, on the brink of Eastern Conference Finals. Again, for the second time since 2019. So things aren't over. Like, this competitive run isn't over just because the season's over. You go out there and you learn from what you did. What worked, what didn't work. What are we going to try to do, you know, this season that's different? Okay, come come April, are we going to give Markstrom some, some more time off? If our season's looking a little bit more secure, are we going to give him time off? Okay, are we going to, um, you know, use our young defensemen more? <coughs> and I think that it's so important to not get caught up in this negativity. I'm not crying. I coughed, I promise. Um, but don't get caught up in the negativity. You go back out there and you do it again. And I think that this Flames team 
absolutely has it in them to do that. I think that they do. And I hope that this offseason is a successful one. I hope that we can go out there and go buy our Gaudreau jerseys come August. And gosh dang it, go out there and win. I have so much faith in this team. And everyone else should too because they they prove that they're a resilient bunch. And I don't want anyone ever thinking that this is just a one and done thing. So I will leave that uh, for y'all today. Thank you so much for tuning in to another bonus episode of Locked on Flames. I appreciate you. You can follow me on Twitter at JessVomosto. You can follow the show at LO underscore Flames Pod. Uh, leave the show a nice little review, five-star rating. Um, the show has nearly eclipsed all last year's downloads. Like we are like 1500 away from surpassing where we finished 2021. And I just want to say thank you all so much. I appreciate you. You're all amazing. And I will catch you um, Monday or later today with a, another episode of Left on Flames.